this one? I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not, honestly. But Hey, Nick. They'll be more popular. So. Hey, Nick, I was thinking after we were done recording, I could go over to your house, and on the way, I could sub McDonald's and get some haterade with some fries. Some french fries. <laughs> Wait, haterade? What am I hating on? Why are you hating? Dude, none of these are 10 out of 10. I mean, <laughs> in this movie, got, uh... Hey everybody, welcome to the Anime Summit Podcast. My name is Nick and with me I have Sam. hey And Danny. hey <laughs> And I did all that in one breath, believe it or okay, not. Okay, now take a breath. In, in, out, trick. In through your nose, Woo. out your butthole. I feel a little dizzy right now. Drink some water. Nick, it's like this band, is Nick. It's like band this is Nick right before again. recording Real Talk. This is Nick. He goes... Takes a deep breath and just farts. <laughs> no, I was doing my breathing exercises and now I'm a little lightheaded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're talking about anime. We talk. We're talking about in this corner of the world, the movie. Corner of this the episode. World. Got that to look forward to. Um, but yeah, you know, we, you know, Olympics are going on right now. We got a little bit of news. I'm gonna pitch it over to Sam for the news. Nick, I'm standing here outside of your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to do the news this time because I Nick was like, you want to do the news? And I was like, yeah, bitch. So speaking of Winter Olympics, though, real talk. And I didn't, I so I don't have TV. So I'm just watching it like as it comes like on YouTube and whatever. But uh, Yuri and I saw the Olympics. You knew it was going to happen. Okay. Team yes. Japan. Like if you didn't know. I saw know, it. It was amazing. Yeah. I saw it like a couple days later, but it was dope. I don't watch figure skating, but I heard about it. It was it was super sick. I'm, I almost kind of want to watch it again after we're done. But yeah, that was super sick. You should go watch that. It's probably on YouTube. It's on Reddit, whatever. It's everywhere. Yeah, we'll link, we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, uh, Devil Man Crybaby. Oh, I didn't have this one open. Here we go. But this is the this is the second piece of news. Second by piece the way. of news. Second. He was not skating in the Olympics. I was not skating in the Olympics. Devil Man was not skating in the Olympics. Devil yeah, Man, I said Devil Devil Man. Man Crybaby. Stab, okay, why are you yelling at me? Just little, Try to keep okay, up. Lower your voice. Devil Man Crybaby staff says that an anime being Netflix original doesn't translate to better compensation for individual creators. What does that mean? What Katsunori, does that mean, Katsunori Shibata is an animator. He worked on Crybaby. He was a storyboard episode director for episodes 2 and 8. Uh, on Twitter, he was asked, is it true that the anime being on Budflix produced... Didn't mean that there was any difference in wages, compensation, blah, 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 poop, poop, poop. And then he answered, and he was like, uh, from my standpoint, yeah, you're right. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And Nick also has the high ground. <laughs> he was also asked... I gotta get my prequel memes in he early, He was also right? asked, did you notice any difference when working on a Netflix anime compared to when you did on TV? And also, Netflix announced that they will be collaborating with Bones and Production IG. Do you think this will have an impact on animators? He responded by saying there was less restriction on expressions such as depiction of sex and violence and the use of flashing lights. I assume they had decided to collaborate because they had something to gain. But whether that benefits individual animators is up to each anime studio. Yeah, so I don't really think it doesn't make that much of a difference, really. Right? No. I mean, it's just it's just being broadcasted on a different kind of platform 
Yeah, like Netflix gives <clears> them more freedom me. to do different uh, material, right, I, like Devilman, uh, which is violent. And I think we mentioned then, that in the, our Devilman episode. It was like, oh, well, it's Netflix. So, you know, so there was fucking right away. Boobies right away. It's Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, you have Orange is the New Black, and you have all those other Netflix shows, well, and they just, they just go out there. You know what I mean? They yeah. just don't worry about that stuff. Each, each yeah. studio, com- like, entertainment company has their own standards. Like, before Netflix, if you wanted to see something that had sex and, and blood and, and curse words in it, you would either go to, like, HBO, Showtime. Yep. Stars, any you, of those like sort of, uh, I guess like. Wait, are we talking about anime or three D P? Just like here? any no, anything just, in general. My brain Anything in general. <laughs> so you know, yeah. like that goes for. Ooh, for, and the Spice Channel back in the day. Yeah, the Spice <laughs> Channel. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, me and my friends would watch that like blurred out on the TV because they didn't actually get it, but then they kind of got it. It was like the signal was so shitty, but it was like yeah. Blurry. So you had white noise. Like Thirty seconds, you could see it. Blurry. Yeah, it yeah. Glorious. Wait, right at tw- <laughs> this is like right at one a.m. One o one a.m. It comes on for like thirty seconds clear. Oh, dude! And then the what were those commercials like? Girls, Girls gone, gone wild. wild. That guy got arrested, yo. Dude. Anyway, that music though is like a is like a Pavlovian response to me when they start playing those like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like oh. So anyway, that's that's yeah, what anyway. that basically what Danny said, you know, and there yeah. there isn't that much of a difference uh, as far as he can tell. Um, but then again, that's just one but, guy uh, from one studio, so it's like, you know. Yeah, it's someone on Reddit was saying, um, well, a lot of people are saying it's th- the problem is, like, all these production committees and middlemen are, you know, these, these like, ad- administrative costs and all this business costs are, it's, it's like bloat. So it's taking all the money away from the creators, you know, the animators. It's not trickling down as it should, which trickle down doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it doesn't. But yeah. it's just like the whole Japanese anime <clears throat> um, industry is like, I don't know. Their, their business practices aren't aren't helpful to the animators, so they need to fix that, and then they can make more money, more fucking money. But Nick, I want to hear more about that on a later episode. Maybe we'll do some topic on that. You should recommend topics on Twitter. Dude, on Twitter. my favorite part of that thread, though, I I found a new subreddit. It's called "Well, that sucks." <laughs> <laughs> it's my new favorite subreddit. It's fucking funny. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Anyway, yeah, next, the piece, next of news. piece of news is uh, uh, let's listen. This is the title of the thing so on Sakuga blog. Let's listen to anime creators for once. Netflix is no savior. Okay? Netflix, more like. This is like pretty much the same thing we just talked about. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Like, it's not like a, it's not gonna, you know. Actually, it cites Katsunori Shibata just now, too. Um, it, it's not... They're, they're saying, you know, because people are like, oh, because it's going to Netflix, right? There's got to be more incentive and more this, more that. That's not really the case, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, being a different platform to broadcast your show on doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? It just means money's going to someone else and not the people whose channel your TV's on right now, you know? So, yeah. I mean, again, it's a production committee thing, not Netflix. They're just Netflix is just like, you know, they're giving them more uh, choices of of anime yeah. to create. But but which is good. But this is an interesting read because it also more me- it also mentions like Amazon and other things like that. 
Um, when Nick does the show notes, uh, he'll put the the link to this in the uh, in the show notes so you guys can read it. Um, the next piece of news is like I don't know if it's really news because everyone's already heard of it, but I don't give a shit. Is the new Kingdom Hearts three trailer that just came out with the D twenty three Expo? Holy shit! Pee my pants. Pee my pants. Now, if you are like me and Danny and Nick's age, and you are a Kingdom Hearts fan, just like us, huh. maybe maybe not Nick, but maybe me and Danny. Um, More like Kingdom Farts. Yeah, uh, here right? we go. Um, um, just like me and Danny, you've been waiting for this game since like high Forever. school. Forever. Yeah. Forever. So I mean, it. Um, there was actually two trailers. There was it. It. It showed. Uh, uh, Monsters Inc. World. Which was super, super sick. It showed, it showed a couple, um, like, it showed Monsters, Inc. Obviously, we know that Tor Story is going to be in it. Um, there's a glimpse of Rapunzel in it. Um, what there's else? a glimpse of Ariel being <clears throat> summoned. Yes, yes. Um, um, and then which there was... I'm kind of sad about because I, Ariel's, like, one of my favorite princesses. And well, someone... Really oh, dude, I'm all about that. Belle. Someone had a theory that in Kingdom Hearts... Too, when she's singing the song part of that world and Sora's kind of looking her like looking at her like oh I feel bad for her and her him summoning her is him taking her to all the other worlds oh, okay. and it's like that's probably not a real thing but that'd be really sweet if it was yeah but anyway there was also another trailer that revealed Yutati Hikaru's new song because she did it, the, the songs for the previous games um, and it's called Don't Think Twice and in Japan it's called Oath and it revealed a little section of the song and um, it also, at the end of that song trailer, it revealed Riku and Mickey um, being at the the edge of the the edge of darkness or the edge of uh, the realm, the end of the realm or whatever that's called. And um, Riku placing his way to the Don Keyblade in the ground. Um, it, save it for the Keyblade. Save it for the Kingdom Farts <laughs> podcast. You stupid <laughs> dude. You- Please, so please watch. I zoned out for like the past three Please minutes. watch it. You're fine. You'll be okay. Please watch the trailer. It's super sick. If you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, uh, you can gush about it with me and Danny on Discord. You should join our Discord. Anyway, here's the next piece of news that, that Nick just told me literally right before we started recording. And I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's a bad idea. But Shigeru Miyamoto discusses Illumination Super Mario Brothers film. Oh, shit. Can we not? Can we just leave it? I know you. I know you. I know you want to hop on the train of Battle Angel Lita, Ghost in the Shell, and other shit that's coming up. That's like nerdy adaptation stuff. But can you just not? You make enough money as it is. You don't but, need. You, know, you don't need to branch. It's not about out. the money. It's about sending a message to whom? Yeah, exactly. It's me, Mario. That's the message Poor right there. Poor Bob Hoskins. He passed away in 2014. Just leave the man alone. <laughs> They're gonna do a weekend at Bernie's and just make him act again, you know. Weekend at Bernie's put is fucking his funny. Uh, puppet body. Weekend at Bernie's is so fucking funny. Um, I still haven't seen that, but I know the dude. Reference. It's so fucking. Funny. I need to watch it's that. It's so fucking yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, the movie's just in planning. It's not. I don't give a the, shit. Uh, don't even plan it's an it. Animated film. So is it even gonna be a Mario film, or is it just gonna be like Nintendo, whatever? Well, maybe they're gonna base it on Odyssey, where he like goes in. Oh, hold on. Where so. he goes to like where it's like Super Mario, and he's like in New York, talking to human people. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be uh, Mario, 
Brothers franchise, possibly. Anyway, yeah. You know what? If, uh, Mario. If, why don't Why don't they just make it be an all three D animated movie? I would watch that. If oh, it was a three D an- animation. Gross. Well, if it's like Pixar, then. Then that no, would be they, fine. No. Because because if they did a three D animation, ah. they have a lot more variety. No. And a lot I think more they imagination should... to to do with it. They should just go back to their roots. Just do the live action. Make it as campy as possible. And go for it. Like they need to put this, and they also got to put the script through Google Translator like two or three times, so that, so that you can't even tell what they're saying. <laughs> Jesus Just do it. <clears throat> we need more memes. We need some Nintendo memes on the level of prequel memes. Okay, no, don't don't be looking for memes right now. Anyway, the next piece of news is do it for the memes. Okay, no. Just are we done with news yet? Jesus no, Christ! Last, that was last it. piece of news. It's not that big of a deal. Relax, relax, relax. Oh my God! Uh, we'll just put this in the show notes. I'm not going to say much about it, but the live action trailer for the Inuyashiki movie came out. Looks super dope. If you watch the anime, it looks uh, it looks pretty. Decent. It looks pretty yeah. decent. Anyway, well, Nick, we'll put that in the show notes for you. Uh, now, on to waifu of the week. Okay, obviously. Gee, I wonder who we're gonna pick based on our topic. Based on our <laughs> on our. Topic. We chose Suzu Hojo Urano from In This Corner. In This Corner of the World. In- or Kono Sekai no Katsumini. Nah, dude, you're doing it wrong, dude. It's Kono Sekai no Katsumini. You gotta sound like a, like a Yakuza every time. Fucking like uh, <laughs> like Mimasaka from uh, Food Wars. Whenever he would talk yeah, to yeah, when yeah. he was talking to Soma. Yuki Yakuza. <laughs> Is he like the big guy who copies everybody? Yeah, actually, he becomes a good guy in the third season, which is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Spoilers, anyway. Spoilerinas. <laughs> um, but yeah, Suzu, okay? You know why? Because she's a badass. She's an artist. She loves her family. Also, she's literally a wife. She's literally movie. waifu. She's just an ordinary woman. Waifu. She's like ultra ordinary, except she's good at art, but yeah. Waifu. Dude, yeah, and she has she has large hands, too. Good for working, <laughs> you know? Good for other things. Fucking, the can, fucking Nick can, is in like he's in the chorus. Like you can put her to work. She's got nice work. elbows. <laughs> she is strong like ox. That is strong like bull. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> save it for the Soviet Plow the field. Union. Uh, yeah, save it for the Zangief podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen. Here's the main topic. Then, okay, in this corner of the world, it's a movie. It came out in uh, 2016 in June. Uh, it was co-released by Funimation. Uh, yeah, it wasn't released until 2017. In in the in this corner of the world, wasn't released in this corner of the world until 2017. So, yeah, <laughs> um, we had to do it. Sorry, had to do it. It's based on a manga. So technically, it's 2017 film. It's like eligible for. Oh, it's one of those like awkward. Uh, timing things or like kind of like your name like yeah. all those movies from that year yeah where like they came out in japan in 2016 yeah and then they didn't come out elsewhere until later because of various red tape and, and other bs yeah it's so, normal yeah. it's normal normal basically out we're, we're gonna consider this a 2017 anime like in terms of like being able to watch it yeah <laughs> yeah um because right now you can get it on you can get it on youtube movies or you can buy it on amazon it's really easy to find it. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, and that's how we were very affordable. That's how we were able to watch, and that's why Nick was like, "Hop on this room, we want to watch the movie." <laughs> or you can watch it on the high seas with really bad subtitles. <laughs> I told Nick to sum the fuck down. 
I said, calm down, dude. It's going to be okay. But it's based on a manga um, illustrated by Fumio Kono. Uh, written and illustrated by Fumio Kono, sorry. Um, it ran from 2007 to 2009 in weekly manga auction. Action. Auction. Action. 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 An auction. Action. Action. An action auction. There we nice. go. I'm about that. Um, You know what was weird, though? Because it was translated by J-Manga J here, and they kind of, like, translated the, the, the title literally. So it, it said to all – it was called To All the Corners of the World on J-Manga. And then people got confused because they thought they were different and shit. Like the, really? Yeah. They thought they were – they were like, oh, this isn't in this corner of the world, right? This is something else. And it's like, no, that's the same thing. And it wasn't that long. It wasn't that big of a confusion, obviously, the way I'm making it sound. But, you know, people are stupid. They don't do research. Anyway – we watched this movie. Speaking of not doing research. I know. We wa <laughs> How's it going? We watched this movie, and basically, to summarize it real quick, it follows the accounts of uh, Suzu. And, um, oh, ANN has a good uh, summary of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, wait, well, who has a good summary of it? I would say ANN and probably Wikipedia have, have a well, better summary than than uh, Mal. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. on. Mal summaries are just... Yeah, Mal summaries are never yeah. good. But anyway... I'm, I'm over the those. Film is so, okay, so this film takes place in the 1930s to the 1940s, which is in Hiroshima and Korea, Japan. Period. So it pretty much takes place in World War II. Um, a woman named Suzu, <clears throat> a quiet, calm girl who loves to draw, grew up by the seaside in Iba. She had an arranged marriage from a man whom they only met once from their childhood. While he was visiting Iba, the film, um, <clears throat> sorry, the film follows Suzu's daily daily life after her after her marriage, and the struggles that happened during World War II. World War II. So it's pretty much kind of like a world, um, a war movie, mixed in with some slice of life. Yep. It's uh, it's a less in your face war drama. It's closer to a slice of life than, than something yeah. like Grave of the Fireflies, yeah. which we covered in one yeah. of our Ghibli episodes. Shout out to that. Ghibli. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I like the way that this is shot. You know, it's not in the action; it's next to the action. You know, uh -huh. that's a cool concept that like I don't think is explored enough. And I think you can do like a lot with that too. You can have like comedies with that. Like there were some you know, funny moments in the in the film. Um, yeah, and not even just about this topic, but any topic. You right. could have like, oh, there's this big thing going on, and I don't know, like let's say like Sword Art Online, like you could have a, you could have a different story taking place next to them, and like right. they're just getting pissed off that their shit's getting busted all the time, or, you know, that type of thing. And I don't know. That's just I just I just like the idea of having it next to it, not in it. Yeah, yeah. I I no, I know exactly what you mean. It's a kind of a form of um, executing and telling a story that not a lot of people seem to take advantage of i feel like more people would get into that i think because i really like that the way you explain it's probably yeah. the best way to explain it but yeah you got to be well the thing is you got to be familiar with the main source of the action which most people are like most people know that the atomic bombs were dropped on hiroshima and nagasaki well and but, and and that's what i was going to get to next is and, and because before we go any further though the, the the story is a fictional account the the um the events the, the, the events real. in the background of the story are based on facts and uh, oh yeah they did a lot they did a of hell research, research. the production <coughs> team did 
so much research. They talked to people um, about the memories of people who went through the the bomb, the the, the attack, and um, oh, they they resurrected uh, Hiroshima in animation using old photos, documents. Well, actually, um, it was for, they interviewed they, people. Yeah, too. they it was actually really hard for them to reanimate uh, Hiroshima um, because there wasn't really a lot of um, existing, like, survival photos from that time because of what happened in, in Hiroshima. I read that in um, Anime News Network uh, interview. Right. So, like, it was pretty much, pretty much it was, like, word of mouth. A lot of a it sense. was, yeah, word <clears throat> of mouth. Um, so... Like most of most of the the research that they did were from um, like the parents uh, who were children at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. The memories. And the of movie people, is kind of yeah. the movie kind of looks like that too. It's it's almost kind of drawn in a cartoony style. Yes, like a kid would draw. It's, it's very and like Suzu draws. It's actually. very like, it's subtle. drawn how she would draw it. <laughs> it's a, it's a very subtle, um, uh, like ink work. Really, it's not it's not too harsh. There, it's, it's painterly. Very fine. That's the word everybody. It's very likes. fine <laughs> lines. So, it's it's it reminds. Yeah, it has it's like pretty much like pastel. Yeah, colors. it's like a <laughs> it's a Ghibli movie. But not. <laughs> kind of. So. It's not. It doesn't look as good as a Ghibli movie. Like it's not animated to that degree. But it's still. I don't like, know. I think it's better. In you get the opinion. idea. And no, I love like, Ghibli films. Some, because no, I'm, I'm talking about just the animation. Like, if you look at a Ghibli film, every scene is action. It's almost like a live action movie where like there's movement all around mm-hmm. every single frame. This one, there's a there's a few short moments where there's like some stills, and. You know that's fine. Right. It's I don't really care that much. <laughs> so anyway, but before but we we jump around I'm too just, much, yeah. Um, the 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 thing is is we're, we're not gonna we're not here to to tell you about the bombing of Hiroshima. Okay, like that's that's yeah. not yeah that's not really that's not really it's not like a political thing. It's not a war thing. Although yeah, that's just where uh, the Hiroshima bombing it killed a lot of people, a lot of them civilians. Anyway, the thing is, well, is that that takes that's that's the background of the character we are following and that's that has a lot of effect on what we're following and stuff and like some people have complained that it that this movie is kind of uh what's the word as as as, um painted paints like japan as the victim when in reality they they committed like some horrible war atrocities you know some of the worst war crimes but that's not what the movie's about um this is just one little area Showing that you know, it could happen to anybody yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's not, it's not about the other aspects of the war, which were like super messed up. Right. <laughs> so that's I mean, why, I was... that's why it's kind of like like a slice of life because you really yeah. don't see any, you don't see war. The only thing that you do see that's related to the war is the air raids. That's about. That's pretty much about it. You don't see a lot. Uh, <clears throat> um, well, the, there's some stuff at the end, especially in the last like third or the last half. Yeah, of the like movie. The, the the second half of there's, the movie. There, the second there half is, has more. It does get a little direct. bit more dark and uh, sad. Yeah, 
So, so I do want to just a couple more little uh, bits of trivia before we get into Suzu and her life and uh, the amazing life she lived. Um, was uh, this project was this movie was actually crowdfunded? Um, yes, yes, it, it began was crowdfunded. crowdfunding. It was announced in 2012. It began crowdfunding in 2015. It exceeded its goal by 19 million yen. Its goal was 20 million, and they got 39 million. Um, Which is awesome. Like, that's it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's super crazy. Um. Uh. And also, uh, what was the other bit of trivia? I had it written down right in front, fucking front of me. Oh, how much is 29 million yen? That's like. Two million dollars, three million dollars, or something. something like. Yeah, actually, that's pretty close. Because I think, for reference, a Spirited Away was like ten million dollars. So, that just gives a reference point. Like Ghibli is is pretty much the gold standard of movie animation for anime. Yeah. And this is not. I mean, they, you know, they just they weren't. They're not Ghibli. Right. <laughs> so so the budget... don't go in expecting some kind of masterpiece animation. That's not what this is about. The budget for for it's good this though. Film... It still looks good. For the budget for this film, uh, in U.S. dollars, is two point million. Yeah, so that's like for an animated movie. That's that's really cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with with um, what, how they executed the animation in this. Anyway, um, another thing too. It's just to piggyback off what Danny said before we get into it, um, about it being kind of a slice of life, is if in in the in the manga, um, every chapter doesn't have. And the movie does this too, which is kind of cool. Um, every chapter doesn't have a name. Um, every chapter is a date. Yeah. So it's it's like uh, August sixth and 9th of nineteen forty five, whatever. So um, it, it, you're it's it's almost like you're reading a journal or a diary of sorts with pictures, you know. And I think the movie captures that very well. One following the account of Suzu. Um, and it's almost like as if Suzu was a real person, which was kind of cool. But anyway, to who get di- into the... Who directed ahead, this ahead. film? Who directed uh, the film? It was uh, Sanoa Kotobuchi. Yeah, Kotobuchi. <clears throat> He's okay. 57 Oh, and just to, just to cover my ass, uh, Spirited Away was roughly $17, $18 million. So it was like eight or nine times as, as much uh, budget. There you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, Sanoa Kotobuchi, he... Uh, He's done. Uh, he was an assistant director to Kiki's. Oh, Black Lagoon. He's known for Black yeah. Lagoon. He was an yes. assistant director to yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service, but he's most known for Black Lagoon. Um, and he was also the writer and director for Ace Combat Four: Shattered Skies, which is a pretty sick oh. game. Oh, and then he d- uh, directed um, Princess Arietti. Okay, for so- I was confusing that with Arietti. I don't know why. Um, sounds the it's same. It's weird because but... his like log of stuff looks kind of small, but then it's like. He's won a shit ton of awards. <laughs> like, holy crap. He does. Like, yeah. he's not really known. Like, from what when when I finished uh, watching the movie and I was doing a little bit of research, Kotobuchi, he didn't really do a lot of directorial, de- like, direct, like, he didn't do a lot of directing. He did a lot of, like, producing and, and being, like, assistant director and, like, all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, with with anime, like most of the directors are pretty old. Yeah, they're in their forties, fifties, sixties, um, and like somebody like Makoto Shinkai is the exception because mm-hmm. he's relatively mm, young. Makoto Shinkai. <laughs> um. He wait. He was a director for this movie called The Blinkins. 
<laughs> the bl- All right. I Google imaged it, and the first thing that popped up was this puffy owl-looking creepy thing. Anyway, the Blinkens. Uh, <laughs> Is that Goku Sent or something different? No, I'm it's like an American different. cartoon sh- movie. <laughs> it looks like on some rainbow bright shit. Okay, anyway. Uh, listen, let's, let's, let's talk about the film a little bit in this corner of the world. It's based on a manga. Yeah. We all, we figured that out. We know that it's great. But, uh, what did you guys think of the film animation? What do you think about how the story progressed? Suzu, the depictions of things. What, what were your thoughts? Cause you know, me and Danny had a little convo before, uh, before recording about this movie. And I have a lot of things written down here, obviously, but. I'm very curious too. to hear Nick's Nick's opinion. Very curious. Go ahead, Nick. You start off first. Clear my throat a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So in this corner of the world, um, so we watched like the. Th- I just liked comparing it to the other big movies that came out that year. That would be uh, Your Name and A Silent Voice. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, like. While the other two had better animation, especially a silent voice because it's Kino animation, I think that this movie is probably it's probably going to be a little more classic. Like, not in the sense that your name it's not going to be ever as popular as your name, and probably it, it might not even be as popular as as the, as uh, silent voice. But like, it just has um. It just has so few holes to poke in it. Like, mm-hmm. I can look at those other two movies and find all these flaws, and you know, there's they got a lot of really high points too. But like, I'm just saying, this movie is is it plays everything like really uh, s- subtle a little bit because with the slice of life elements, as we were mentioning, they they don't really have like this, you know, this direct story, you know, solid you know, story structure type thing. It's a little bit meandering. And um, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm like a big fan of slice of life anime. Some of my favorites are, are like Aria and Nanambiori, that type of thing. Obviously this one's a little, a little more gr- grim than those, but um, I don't know. I, I, I really like the movie. I think um, it's, it has like a lot of a different feel than those other ones. It's, it's not as, it's not as like, um, exciting and like what's the word for it fantastically directed you know they, they, they kind of what's the word they kind of play it straight a little bit but i i like that too so well the movie was based on facts yeah so. no i'm saying in terms of just the directing because you compare it to um especially like a silent voice they had some really like powerful directing moments but like i just think this one had the most solid um structure if that makes sense even though it was kind of lacked a structure <laughs> um i really liked how maybe it was to you it was it was you could say um it was put together a little more solid in terms of execution. yeah and, and yet yeah and yet not really that solid too it, the thing the thing about those other movies and a lot of movies is that they they try to like really shove the themes down your throat and this one doesn't this one that kind of has them in the background like there's a scene at the end of the movie where you know after the the bomb the atomic bombs dropped on hiroshima you see the you know these characters are talking in a building and this this huddled um blackened figure is like is crouching outside the building you remember that and then there's just people talking inside nobody notices the person you know and they just die (laughs) 
But they, you know, if in Grave of the Fireflies, you'd be seeing their skin flaking Spoiler off and alert. stuff like that. It'd be, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I won't say like who the person might have been or whatever, but it, it's you know, it, it's fucking It's somebody from Hiroshima. It's not <laughs> people it's dying. Not spoilers. Like of, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't one of the main characters, but like, you know, th- this one just kind of has it as like as a fact of life that that happened, and you know, the people are. You know they're sad and all that, but they they have to like keep living and all. And and you know I just, I just like I like not having stuff shoved in my face, you know, <laughs> which is what the other movies did. And like at the moment, I really loved you know Your Name and, and Silent Voice. I like them in the moment, but thinking back on them, it's like, are they gonna be as um timeless as this one? I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. Honestly, but hey, Nick. They'll be more popular. So. Hey, Nick, I was thinking after we were done recording, I could go over to your house, and on the way, I could sub McDonald's and get you some Haterade with some fries, <laughs> some French fries. <laughs> Wait, Haterade? What am I hating on? Why are you hating? Dude, none of these are 10 out of 10. I mean, <laughs> in this movie got um, a certified fresh tomato on Rotten Tomatoes. It got, it oh, got some rotten tomatoes. Got some ketchup. <laughs> so, but no, but but no. Rotten tomatoes aside, though, we should all trust rotten tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes aside, though, it got eight awards. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it it actually won awards over Your Name in a Silent Voice. It best did. director, best director at the Kinema yeah. Junpo Awards. Uh, it got the Ofuji Noboru Award at the Mainichi Film Awards. Best director, best film, best animation at other Academy Awards and shit like that. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'll, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a a little quote from a critic. Um, do it. Do it. It says some slam poetry. One critic, <laughs> one critic said, "In in this corner of the world, um, oh no, in this corner of the world offers a unique, uh, ground level perspective on an oft dramatic, dramatized period in history." Further distinguished by a beautiful hand-drawn animation. So. Wait, which which critic was that? Just so we give. I don't. Credit. I, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't know. It didn't say. It didn't say. Who. Oh, was it? Oh, was it one of those like? It was like an anonymous uh, kind of thing. Okay, it was one of those like book cover critics yeah. where they just kind of yeah. put a quote out there. Yeah. Okay. So. But I think that's, that's basically what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think it it um how they made this this film is pretty much what that critic exactly said. You know, it wasn't it wasn't overbearing anything, like it wasn't in your face. Um it was very subtle. Um there were some parts that I didn't like like it was for for, for me watching this film, it was kind of hard for me to relate in a sense, because it's a different culture, but I'm also great. I'm also thankful for this movie that it was made, so that I have a better understanding on on how Japanese folk dealt with during that period in such a traumatic um, time. So, um, but like, I was like, I didn't really like. I was so shocked at when Suzu was drawing in her in her pad of the of the ski of the sea skyline with all the the um, the warships and stuff and the military police confiscated her drawing pad and stuff 
I was just like, oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> that part was actually one of the comedy moments too because they they accused her of espionage for drawing the coastline. Yeah, yeah. And then and being a the spy. whole family knew that she was and she was such she's so she's innocent. such like a she's, an airhead. Yeah, she's so innocent. That she couldn't have possibly done anything. Yeah, and and I I I kind of. I kind of liked that, you know, the family um, tried not to laugh during, like, the scolding of the military police. Like, you know, how they were saying, like, oh, she's married into the family. They can't be trusted. And it's all like, are you kidding me? Like, this girl is an airhead. So, Um, something that I kind of, um, uh, I was listening to another podcast uh, talk about, um, uh, talk about this movie and one thing that uh, on uh, it was AWO I think it was called. Um, yep. The the girl I think what's her name Courtney, or I think her name is she's on that podcast. She I believe so. She made a point. No, I'm hundred percent. She made a pretty good point about literally what Danny just said was was you know like we're watching this movie or reading the manga and we're seeing the dates right now. Of course, in school and high school we learned about these dates and the importance of them and stuff like that, but. You know, that's not something we remember um, as much as Japanese folk would, uh, people right. who live in Japan would, you know. Um, so, you know, their experience watching it or reading it, as the date comes on the screen, they're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, when, and I was like that too, except I didn't, I wasn't sure of the exact date of the bomb. Yeah, me, <laughs> me. I just knew it was, I just remembered it was in I the summer. I didn't actually look it up until after, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. remembered that it was in the summer. I didn't know when. You know, because I don't remember that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just I don't remember it. You know, these guys um, in in Japan, you know, when they're watching it, they they have a different. Of course, they remember it. They know the exact Mm -hmm. dates of when shit went down. Mm -hmm. So their experience watching it is I can't ever experience that. I don't know that. You know what I mean? And that's um, it's just kind of a, a kind of a cool thing to think about is all. But. I think that was another reason why it was cool that they did that for the manga chapters. And, you know, when the movie progressed to a new section or a new arc, yeah. it, it had those dates uh, appear on the screen and stuff. But I also... Yeah, and, and the, oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was done. Real sorry, quick. They, when they had the dates, they actually matched the weather of those days, too. In the interviews, when we were doing the research, they talked about that. Like, they, they had to... I think in the manga they they mentioned like there's one scene that was rainy that they actually had to change to sunny because it was that was the weather that day like that's how well researched the film no is. way so every single yeah, date yeah. is that weather of that day in that year that's <laughs> crazy so yeah that's pretty cool um I also like agree on like most of the parts that that no um that awo podcast was saying that like um. Like, if I showed this movie to my grandfather, he would probably, like, have a a more relatable connection towards it because he was alive during that time. So. Right. And. Right. Yeah. Um, I read, I read in, um, an interview article that the, when when this film debuted at, what was it, Otakon? Was it Otakon that this debuted? That sounds right. I'm not 100%, I but I think, I think that's right. I can't remember, but they, they had, they had, they, they had the, the movie debut at a con, and um, 
after the movie, they had like a Q and A, and they they stated that in the Q and A, most of the older folk that like brought their kids to the con uh, stayed for the Q and A, which I thought was pretty cool because they no kind of they kind of like related related to um, the film a little bit more than younger folk like us like our age would because that is just crazy. All, the, all the damn millennials yeah <laughs> and appreciate damn history i mean i appreciate well, history yeah. like sure this movie kind of taught history too it's a, <clears throat> like a mini history lesson yeah. which is which is nice like it you know it's entertaining but it also gets that across so you know that kind of makes me think of which teachers that i have in high school that would be like oh we should watch this movie <laughs> like you know what i mean i think pretty much any hist- historian teacher would appreciate this film. Yeah, I think so too. I'm just trying to. Th- yeah. I feel like Mr. Top, my social studies teacher in junior high, he would make us watch this movie because he was cool like that. But anyway, shout out to, to Mr. Top. Anyway. No, dude, he, he'd make you watch Redline. <laughs> dude, yeah, Mr. Top was crazy. He was cool though. Anyway, um, but no, that's really interesting. That's actually super sick. That, um, I kind of want to show this film to my grandfather just to see, like, just to his see, reaction. like, yeah, just like to make see sure, his make sure it's the subtitle though. Like, he's not gonna. Honestly, I don't know if he'll be able to follow that. Oh, yeah, to be I guess quite if, honest, is, if it's hard to like read it, for, I don't know. He's well, all he's I'm saying though. Old. He's pretty old. The the ultimate experience is the subtitle. We should mention like, this is like a period piece taking place in Japan at Hiroshima. Like, it just feels wrong to watch it in English. Yeah, and also I think. The the Japanese voice actors did a really good job too. Like the dub is fine. It sounds okay. I don't really have a problem it's with acceptable. it other than it doesn't makes it doesn't make sense in the context of the story to have people talking in English. And that like throws me off. So I try you know, I watched part of it in dub and then I just watched the whole movie in sub because same thing with Grave of the Fireflies, like that's makes the most sense, you know. Right. I watched both because I have no life. Because I have no life. <laughs> so I guess but I can, uh, in my defense, I did watch it sub first. Just saying. Yeah, I especially like Suzu's voice actress. Um, Laura, oh, sorry. The, Laura Post was the English one. The Japanese one, Reina uh, Naunen. I butchered that name. It's pronounced Naun N. But um, looks like this is her only anime role, too. Yeah, so she, she didn't sounded... really like, do a lot of animation. Yeah, she she sounded uh, like yeah. kind of like the guy in in Erased. Like he, they took an actor who wasn't an anime voice actor and threw him in there, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of stands out a little bit. Um, and in this movie, it made more sense to me than in Erased, where it's like you had one non-anime actor and then everyone else was anime voices, mm-hmm. so it sounded like a little out of place. But um, yeah, like because I compared a couple of scenes where she was. There's one where she's. Um, she's about to have her first night with her new husband and she's like starting to take off her kimono and all that. And he, he asks her a question and she's, and she's, she, she answers and she says, yes. But like in the English, there's oh, not with as the much umbrella, subtlety. With the umbrella is the yeah. Umbrella the umbrella is like, segment. do you have an umbrella or whatever? Um, and then the English scene is not as, um, it's just not as well acted. Like they did an okay job, but like the way she did in Japanese was like she she had like some waveriness. She sounded nervous like in Japanese, but not in not in the English version. I don't know. That's just um, a little thing. Well, you I've also noticed. have to put into consideration that uh, English voice actors have to match the flaps. Well, no, so... but she was turned around though in this in oh. this exact scene. Yeah, but you didn't still, even see they kind of like 
you know, either way, you still have to, like, match flaps and everything like that. And translation to Japanese yeah. to English is different. So they have to compromise. But I'm just saying, aside from any of that, the Japanese voice actors did a better job. Like, well, I think that's duh. usually the case in most <laughs> anime. So, some of them is, like, ghost stories. Like, you got to watch the English. But, like, in a lot of stuff, the Japanese just does They do a better job. They're, like, more professional about Because, like, I think they get paid more than English voice actors, like, relatively. I don't if think I remember so, correctly. because anime... I think an- they do. Japanese animators don't get paid a lot. No, 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 not not the animators, the voice actors. Because if, wa- if you guys know. remember Shirabako, right, they have, like, the, the hierarchy of, of pay and everything, and the voice actors are, like, at the top, even above the directors and stuff. It's crazy. Shirabako, they're, like, more like shitty taco, am I right? Well, I suppose, I suppose that's, like, that's yeah, kind of like true, in fact, because... Um, they're pretty much the people. They're pretty much the the quote unquote faces of the anime because they're giving their voice to create to give this character life. You know. Yeah, and they they sell anime based hundred percent on voice actors. Like Osamatsu-san was popular hundred percent just because it had famous voice actors right. in it, and like you don't see that in English. They're like, oh, we have. We well, have aside Chris from Sabat, Disney, like, when when they know. do Studio Ghibli shit, so. But the, but the actors don't sell the movie; it's Ghibli that sells it. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just like a, a difference, and that's why like the that's another reason I was just going on my little rant here that like why the the Japanese voice voices are better. In addition to making more sense with the story, can you guys not do the dub versus sub? Like. Are you- <laughs> <laughs> For this movie, there's only one option. I mean, All right, Sam? yes, no, I can, I do agree with Nick on the whole, like, sub thing about this kidding. movie. So It's funny, because, like, it shouldn't need to be said, but people are going to be like, oh, I'll just watch the dub. Like, people don't really think about stuff, so. It's just funny, because, like, this is, I I'm know this anyway. is going to be, like, a <laughs> an on-running joke now. Between Danny and Nick is just like <laughs> I like both. I like subs and dubs. Nick yelling at Danny you for watching right. the 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 more inferior version of it. Dude, don't even don't even trigger me right now. All right. Sometimes <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll trigger you. I'll trigger you right now. Trevor watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Show subbed. Oh God. <laughs> that's like that's, that's like still saying, that's still not as bad as K on dubbed. I'm that's sorry. Like, that's, no, no, that's, no. That's like that's saying an atrocity. That's like saying Trevor should watch Cowboy Bebop sub. No, because. That's bad, but that's not as bad as watching K on dub. Like, what are you doing? Whatever, man. It loses all the <laughs> we're not. We're not talking about K on right, right now. Filthy Gaijin actors can Filthy never Gaijin. catch it. We're not talking about K on. You so guys, you guys have already, you guys have already discussed K on. This is not the K on hour. This is, this is the, well, save for the K on podcast, Nick. <laughs> this is in this yeah. corner of the world we should have hour. One of those. We should. We we actually could save it for the K-On. <laughs> oh, we'll revisit K-On. I don't mind doing that. I don't that. know. Maybe. Danny's yeah, like, I'm I... not going to be part of that. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I said, no, I said, I don't mind doing that. Oh, yeah, you should do Yeah, we should. We should. Um, Here's the thing, okay? Other than all of the, the crazy, cool stuff that we talked about up until this point, did I enjoy the film? Me. Sam. The bomb. The Did you? Did you enjoy the film? I want to know. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. It was a little, I don't know, it kind of it was a little boring for me. I don't know. I, I, 
Yeah, it's slow. It, yeah, it's, and and, and I, it goes at a deliberate pace. And I know why. It's like you know, she's yeah, writing like, in her journal. That's not like it, it's presented in a certain way, you know. And I can't fault him for that. You know what I mean? That I think the reason that I may not have enjoyed it um, as, as much. much as I thought. Or, yeah, right. as much as is, is probably just because that's just a me thing, right? You know what I mean? Like because I can well, still you, you, like you I just, prefer the more. Uh, melodramatic stories right and like i don't i don't say that in a bad way you know i like a lot of stuff like that too no 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 you're absolutely right no yeah you know my you like it when it's more um however many years now you know it's just when it's more like bright and and out there yeah and i oh and i I mean i love everything else about it you know i love the animation i love the, the the transitional paintings and um like there's that one scene where the where the aerates were happening on march 10th Oh, the first, the 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 very first air raid. That yeah, they had. um, there were the the there was the when the explosions in the air were like very colorful, and it was because it's like she was painting it, you know. It's yeah, seemed, I really well, love that, and then the like, rabbits as well. It seemed like that Oops. Suzu was uh, painting her yeah her experience, which to me personally, I don't think um, they had the intention of making it seem like it was a biography film um but at that scene at that particular scene that's exactly what it felt like and yeah the also another scene uh a very impactful scene that happened yeah um i'm not going to say because spoiler that's not cool Oh yeah, we're not doing any hard spoilers no i don't i don't want to do any hard i don't think we really need to we don't really need to with this movie i know i think I think if you're gonna watch this movie, you should just watch it. Well, you know? that well, then the particular scene that I'm talking about, uh, I feel like, should not be given away. Yeah, no, no, no. I so. know what you're talking. I, I feel you, girl. I feel. You. <laughs> but yeah. so, uh, so I guess here's well, here's the... what, what what do you guys think? So like going back to the paintings, I I had a little bit of uh, a little bit of internet lag, so I missed a little bit of what you guys said. Did you guys mention the the rabbits? Oh she yeah, was, the rabbits on the waves. The, the, yeah, she painted the picture for her fr- for her friend as a kid. Yeah, right. And then he right. he sent that to like a competition and won an award. But well, <laughs> actually, actually no, it. the school the teacher did. The, yeah, the teacher um, said that it was so good that they entered it into a, a, a contest. But like, he didn't really like. Um, didn't know how to react to it because like he didn't he didn't actually draw it he didn't want to first of all like he didn't want to do that assignment you know like his brother his brother passed away and all that kind of stuff so like he was still upset about that and like he didn't want to go home because his parents were drunks so yeah what was his name again um it was i will tell you in a minute hold on he, he joined the navy later on uh, his name was Tetsu, Tetsu uh, Mizuhara. Yep. He, oh wait, no. Tetsu was her husband. No, that's no. no. Tetsu was her Te- friend. Tetsu was her her childhood friend and also had a crush on him. Shizaku, wait a Shizaku was her husband. Shizaku, sh- Shizaku <laughs> so Hojo. This is why you watch the English, so they just name him Bob and stuff. Jesus Come on, Fuck. <laughs> Either Bob. All right. Um, yeah. So Tetsu, he he like just took the picture from her, and like what I liked about it is he mentioned the rabbits. He could see like rabbits on the waves. Yeah. 
and it, it it was kind of like a symbol of peace. That's like basically what rabbits are. I was like, did a little bit of a very quick look up on it, um, which was basically what was happening. Like at the time she painted that, it was in the 30s. They weren't at war mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. So the rabbits were peace. And then later on, her art turned into like the planes, like the blots, you know, like she, she'd be drawing those. Um because that was like the wartime and all that. No more rabbits and everything. Like she, and yeah, she was drawing the harbor with like the Yam- the Yamato. Mm-hmm. Um, so like her her art changed a little bit. I just I really I really liked the. I, that's what I'm gonna remember from this movie is like the rabbits on the waves. <laughs> I just like that. Yeah, I know. Awesome. I liked it too because I knew there was like gonna be a. I knew there was like a, there had to be a theme to that. So I looked it up too. I think it was just like peace. It was like, yeah. It wasn't anything crazy like I thought it was, but. Um, that little part where like he's kind of walking towards like the the water. Oh, and then it yeah, starts that turning was the into a painting. Yeah, yeah, I, like, and, I love and that shit. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was oh, all God, like, yeah. "Oh, I guess I have to hand this in now." <laughs> right, yeah, right. Um, it's like this is this isn't what I wanted, but but thanks anyway. Yeah, I kind of liked his story. He he reminded me of one of the side characters in uh, Ping Pong the animation, where they kind of just accept their fate he's from like this broken family and he's basically forced into the military. And like, you know, when, when she bumps into him kind of early on, like she's summoned from by her husband to get married oh, again. and she bumps into him again. and she thinks he's the husband for a second. Yeah. And she, and he's all like, what? No, <laughs> she's like, well, it's, I like the scene. Cause like she, she says, Oh, you, you probably would like my sister anyway. She's prettier. And then as he's walking away, he says, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, but but he, because he knows that he can't really marry her. Like he's, it's not in his, not in the cards for him. It made um, me kind of sad that they weren't going to get together. So, so like, oh. Yeah, yeah, and then like later on they meet up again, and you know he's, he, he's, he's just like it's good to be alive, because <laughs> he just sees everybody die around mm-hmm. him, you know. So, he's kind of the the flip side to her life, a little bit in some ways. Obviously, everyone is has their troubles and everything, and there's there's some stuff that happens at the end of the movie that's, you know, every, everyone's, you know, struggling and dealing with rations right. and, and all and scrimping and recycling and all that. But she, relative to others, she actually is able to live a somewhat regular life. So, right. yeah. And going, going off of that, um, the, the relationship that Suzu has with her husband, because how they met was pretty much an arranged marriage. Yeah. You know? So, like, they never really, like, the only time that they actually interacted was in their childhood, and that was only once. So, like, after that experience, they never saw each other again until he came back um, to marry her. So, the whole arranged marriage thing was... Um, like I, I was, I was completely in awe with it because like, uh, how, how it like panned out in a sense. And when I saw it, when, when I noticed that, and when she finally went, when she did go to his house to get married and stuff like that, um, I thought it was pretty, like, I thought what was going to happen, like, it was going to be kind of like a Cinderella thing where, like, the family was going to treat her like shit and, like, everything like that. But it completely did a 180 and, like, 
the family was very accepting of her and they noticed that she was an airhead and everything like that. So, and she was ordinary and they accepted that um, she liked to doodle in, in notepads and stuff. Like they didn't really like scold her about that. Um, especially her husband. Like when, when her husband found out that the military confiscated her drawing pad, like he gave her a new one and said, you know, this may be a little small for you to like draw landscapes, but you know, it's something. I so. loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that so much. Yeah. I thought that I was pretty cute. Um, I don't know if I'm like reading too much into it, but like, do you guys think that he picked Suzu because she was kind of the opposite of his, that was his older sister, right? The one who was mean at the start. Yes. Yeah. Keiko. Do you think that, yeah. Do you think that he picked Suzu cause she was like almost, the opposite to, to Keiko. <laughs> I got I got the hint of that. I mean, you know, she fit his personality too, but maybe I'm reading into it. No, that's definitely well it could be. That's not that's like that's like a thing that happens. Keiko mentions she wanted like a sophisticated girl as as his wife or whatever. Yeah. And he obviously didn't like he appreciates the simple things, so Right. I was yeah. also kind of a little upset that you didn't really see a lot of um their relationship you know like their development it was a lot like like he it kind of got me mad in a sense because being being a woman and like seeing a husband not really like I guess like helping out because I'm independent and I'm so used to doing things on my own and um that's like just that's just me personally and just seeing Suze's husband you know get up in the morning eat breakfast go to work then come back home lay around drinking beer or whatever that he does you barely well, see he, him he helped them with the bomb shelter oh that's right yeah but like i don't know it kind of like he was working like he <laughs> It was the traditional gender roles of of the society yeah, at the time. Yeah, like, I, I get that. Them. No, I I know you can't blame them. It's <laughs> just it it's a it's a personal feeling that I get every time I see something like and it, that. It's like a win. It was a win win for them because they needed her to to you know to look after the home and they needed him to bring in money. Right. So for that time, it was the best solution. So um yeah. I, I just know. feel I just, like I just feel like you know. There had to, like, I would have liked to see more of the two of them by themselves, like, uh, the first night that she slept at the house, you know? I think they had a lot of good moments. They like, did have a lot of good moments, the, but I feel like they did He went they, on a date with her. I feel like they didn't have enough, though. But that, I don't really count that as a date, though, because they couldn't really, like, do anything because of the freaking I know, that was shit. that was the point. <laughs> That's the point of the movie. I don't know. Like it's nothing, nothing extravagant. I just like wanna, they just kind of I just make do with what they have, and they're thankful for what they have. What I wanted to see, because since this was an arranged marriage, I wanted to see a development. You know, like I wanted to see uh, conversations, intimate conversations between the two of them, getting to know each other, because it's an arranged marriage. You wanted you to know? see something come yeah. out of it because it was forced. Yes, but, the, but I didn't really. I would see, argue. I didn't really see any. Um, not like progression because they 
because every time they were in a room together, they barely talked to one another. And that kind of got well, yeah, me upset. The thing is, I would argue that that's a cultural thing, at least at that point in time in Japan. I, I don't 100% I know, but I, so. I think that there wasn't there wasn't a lot of like overt romantic um, gestures back then. Not as much. Obviously, during the war, it probably went crazy a little right. bit. But um, like with a sailor, he was like making passes at, at um, Suzu. But like... I, I, I don't think that was really it, the point. You know? Yeah, no, and that was that was the point. Like she was thankful for her life and he was thankful for his and like they didn't they didn't need to have like some extravagant Disney style romance, you know. That wasn't really what the movie's all about. It's more about like family and you know, and sacrificing a little bit to to live with what you got, you know? Right. And uh you know, I just don't think this is really a, a romance movie. It it has a little bit of that in it, but it's not the main point yeah yeah, that makes sense. yeah. yeah no, no it, it does make sense isn't. yeah uh like i definitely i definitely appreciate because you know the whole romance thing isn't really the main topic of the movie which i get because this movie is about uh suzu living her ordinary life and struggling through world war ii you know, yeah. that like also pans out, you know, with food supplies, you know, food supplies became less and less during as the war continued, you know, um, an example, sugar, they couldn't buy sugar anymore. The only time like and when, you know, the ants like got a hold of the sugar. And, oh, that was and, funny. Yeah, that one was that that little moment was pretty sweet with the niece and everything. Um, well, like she. They, 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 um, what was the word for it? They had like a little on-running thing with the sugar where she, she talked to Keiko later on, and they're reminiscing about uh, sweets like watermelon. Yes, and, yeah, and, and she drank, cream. and she drank, she takes wa- a drink of it. Water and hit their sugar in the water. She's like, oh, just remember, it makes the water taste sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of goes on, like nobody notices, like. Yeah. yeah. But like, when when that happens, you know, when when the sugar got dumped, like sank into the into the water and they went and they went to um um the mother-in-law um she was all like here take this money and go to the black market and buy sugar Mm -hmm. you know that's just insane that that Mm -hmm. was just like oh my god like that's a struggle you know and to even like you know they had lessons you know less food and everything like that so they had to compromise on um the food that they needed to eat yeah they had to like make soups out of everything and and use extra water and all that um yeah so like a lot of rationing a lot of all that so like what what did you guys i guess like what did you think were the main themes and then what what well i guess we kind of discussed the main themes already but um do we have any like final thoughts or any shout outs well, or closing well, comments? I, I'll just say this, right? For even if I didn't enjoy the film as much as I thought I may have, I still take away this. And th- this is something that I kind of grasped, grasped for, from the design and animation of the of the film. Um, but the, the way it was presented, it sheds a very, very soft and colorfully vibrant look on a film that is depicted during a time of war. And I think that's something that 
I need myself that I need to look at things differently try and look at things with more vibrancy and things like that you know what I mean because it, it was such a beautifully colored movie yeah it really there, was for for something that was where, where the background was wartime you know what I right. mean Right. Where thousands and thousands and thousands of people died, you know. Well, millions. Millions, yeah. I'm just. I, I meant within the bombing. And people you know, were injured and everything like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think um, were like, so I think that's wasn't there over a million. Anyway, there's a lot. There, there, yeah. There's that's that's kind of my my takeaway from it, and I think in that sense, it even from me deserves a pretty high score just because of of that takeaway, that so personal what... takeaway. So, what would you rate it on the Nabisco scale? Uh, I give it a let's say. Only pull up the scale. <laughs> it's on the management sheet. I didn't have it pulled up, but uh, I would say. Excuse me. Uh, thin wheat, maybe with thin wheat. Thin wheat or wheat thin? Wheat thins. <laughs> wheat thins. Well, I think Nick put the wheat thins lower though, because he's a dummy. Yeah, we got to we got to rework this a little bit, because I'm having second thoughts about Oreos. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Oreos: vegans can eat Oreos because there is no milk in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. It's a great diet. <laughs> Shout out to Drew. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I know. I give it. Right. A, I give it a nutter butter. Nutter butter. Okay. Honey- Everything is a nutter butter. Honey- honey- we honey- always honey- give nutter butter. <laughs> Nutter butter <laughs> technically should be higher on this scale because I actually never flame. never tried a nutter butter. So then you are wrong. Oh my like, god, Danny! You either you try K them or you're Dub. wrong. You don't eat nutter butters. <laughs> try them or I am wrong. <laughs> you either eat them or wow. you're wrong. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a a, a saltine because it's a saltine. It's, it's austere, just like the movie. What the hell? <laughs> Dude, you gotta you gotta conserve saltines. It's basic, conserves. just like these people's lives. I like saltines. I'll eat them. You know. I mean, I'll I like them. saltines too. But um... says the white people. Anyway, I can't so like <laughs> sugary. You no, know? I this get... movie. This movie was more salty than sugary. You know, more does that make salty. sense? Salty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. But so, what? What about you guys? Though, is there anything that you take away from it, or? Whether you rated an Oreo or a Trisket? Um, I I rated a, a Honey Maid. That's what I'm Betu- saying. Between like a Honey Maid and, and a Teddy Graham. Or, you know, if you want to spice things up a bit, you know, uh, Honey Maid and Wheat Thins. You know, sweet and salty. Sweet so. and salty. I'm telling you, I, I, I have the correct Nabisco ranking. Are you kidding me? One. No, you the don't. The fans will back me up. No, Saltines <laughs> in this corner of the world. It's like peanut butter and jelly right there. Boom. It's like peanut butter and jelly right there. Boom. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, like, I guess, like, my final thought on it is that, um, it's, it's a well-made film. In the beginning, like, my first time around watching it, uh, like, I didn't really know how to feel about it, but then the second time, like, I really watched it, even though it was dubbed but I kind of understood it better when I was watching it in English so I appreciated it a little bit more and um, the 
the imagery that they used, especially when it when it came to like the right amount of time to use paint. Um, you know, like someone drawing out the scene and everything like that. I thought that was really well done. So Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, so, so what as we... far as my final thoughts, okay, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry, for some you... rudely cuts me. Sorry, because you said saltine. <laughs> I thought you were not. Because, yeah, go ahead. Okay. But, like I said before, I'm, I'm a big slice of life fan. Um, this movie isn't like super, it doesn't have like the same types of highs as other movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, doesn't have the glitz and glamour and the flash. And all that, but it's it's ordinary, you know. It's it's about the little moments, you know, and that, that's what I like. I really like anime that that show the little moments because, you know, we can we all have that every day. You know, you, you wake up, you do something, it's like your routine, right? And you know, it just feels it feels real. It feels like relatable. Um, and I like how the characters weren't drawn to be like sexy; they were just. They weren't like the anime characters of the of the other movies we were mentioning. They were, you know, they were cartoons. They were, you know, they were an, an imaginary, you know, dream world, child's drawing type characters. And then, like, I, I, I just, I like the contrast of that with the war a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I don't know. I think this movie's going to be a classic. I think it's already, like, you could say it's already a classic, even though it doesn't make sense because you got to wait enough time. It's definitely um, it's definitely a movie that people should definitely watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I would recommend it to pretty much everybody actually. I would too. Yeah. Except for like little kids, they're not going to like it, but like anybody who's who's an adult. Um So yeah, like Yeah, I, again, I just think it's a classic. I think I think it'll be uh, you know, remembered years from now as like, "Oh, you got to watch this from this year." You know, this came out. Boom. Put it in. It'll hold up. Yeah, it'll hold up. I think that's important. I think longevity, and especially in anime films, are important because they're films. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you want to go back and watch the Super Mario Brothers live action? Yeah, let's go watch it. You know, it's like, <laughs> but, all right, um, let's let's get drunk and stoned first before we watch yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, um, we hope you enjoyed that. In this corner of the world, it's a cool film. I think you should all should watch it. But before you watch it, though, you should do some of these things I'm about to tell you. You should follow us on Twitter, at Anime Summit, and then follow Nick, at Blind Freeman. Follow Danny. I don't remember her Twitter, because it's either one or the other, and I never fucking remember it. <laughs> and then mine's uh, at Phantasmagistera, and you should tweet at me and say, uh, Sam, Danny's Twitter is this, you whore. And then you should follow us on, uh, uh, you should subscribe. Any podcast app you use, iTunes, whatever. You should sub a lubba dub, everybody in the tub, and then you should subscribe to the YouTube channel because you just should because we do other stuff there, and you should subscribe to Anime Summit Extra because we do other 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 stuff there, and then you can find the link in the Discord in those descriptions, and you can come hang out with us and talk to us and talk to Nick and talk to Danny and talk to Quoka even though he never answers because he's out being a sexpat in North Korea, South Korea, <laughs> anyway. South Korea, not North Korea. Yeah, he's North Korea. Yeah, he, they wouldn't let him in. Uh, He's being a, a POW in North Korea. Um, anyway. Um, no, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. Uh, let us, you know what, too? Like, do more of this, okay? Please. If you're on our Discord or you're on Twitter and you follow the an- at Anime Summit or and me, Nick, or Danny, you should tweet at us and be like, hey, Anime Summit, 
why don't you guys do a topic on this? Because I want to hear an in-depth discussion about why striped panties are so popular in hentai. For me, I have no idea. They just are. Okay. Um, they add volume. They add volume. Yeah. If you if you guys have any uh, you know topic discussions that you want us to talk about on the Anime Summer Podcast, then please shout it out. Yes, yes. And I want to give a special shout out to a uh, commenter on our YouTube on Anime Summon Extra named Millery, who was like, hey, thanks for uploading this Dragon Ball Fighters video because I don't want to watch other people play it because they're just going to play it too good and I'm not going to understand what's going on. Thank God I suck enough for you to enjoy <laughs> uh, the display I displayed on there. And you know what? If you have suggestions for games that you want us to play on there or games that you think we'll love and you just want to watch us play it, tell us and me and danny are gonna put on some more sam's waifu fight nights on there soon so you should go there anyway that being said enough filleting anime summit dick uh take it away nick i'm a rapper now i got nothing man no you're supposed to you did the intro so you're supposed to oh 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 (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe you did that again like you fucking forgot. Like I told you this. Like you did the intro, so you gotta do the outro. Oh my god. Let's just record that.